Navigating Neva, Neva Nicole here. Today is episode five. And today we're talking about emergency action plans. And that's because I want no drownings. I want a zero drowning summer. I want you to be safe and I want each child to be safe. I'm an aquatic professional with 20 plus years experience in my industry. Check out my bio. From sitting on the stand guarding to certifying lifeguards and running a pool, I've seen a lot. And I'm here to share with you my opinion and the resources that I've learned while I was out there. Stay tuned and listen up because today we've got some good stuff. An emergency action plan. According to the American Red Cross, an emergency action plan is a detailed plan that describes how everyone should act in an emergency. And according to OSHA, an emergency action plan is here to keep us safe. And like any good plan, it only works if we put the plan into place. So we've got some things to talk about as far as aquatics and pools and safety go. So the first thing I want to talk about is You should probably get trained in first aid and CPR because anything could go wrong at the pool. Most importantly, we could run, we could fall, we could get shoved, we could go into water, and then we're going to have blood, we might have a scrape or an abrasion. So a standard first aid class would teach us how to take care of this. So if you haven't registered for a first aid class or a CPR class, I definitely recommend it. But... It's also important to have the poison control number nearby. Um, This is a number I memorized and learned long, long ago. And if you don't know it, you should. I'm going to tell you what it is. It's 1-800-222-1222. So at the pool, um, there's chemicals. And if your kids aren't going to end up... um, in the pump room or where you store the chemicals, they could still end up needing you to call the poison control number. So have this number handy and know what it is. Um, I'm going to tell you a story. I've got tons of them, remember? Um, one time we had some kids, they were at the pool, and they, um, they, uh, the, the little girl was throwing up and she, she wouldn't stop throwing up. She kept throwing up, throwing up, throwing up the mom couldn't figure out what happened. Well, what happened is she, she drank the pool water and, uh, as a result, she threw up. So when I teach swim lessons, I always tell the kids not to drink the water. Um, one of their favorite things to do is to put the water in their mouth and spit it out at each other. And my favorite thing to tell them is the water is nice and clean, but I put my feet in it. Ew, yuck, gross, feet are icky. Don't drink the pool water. Um, When I teach the baby classes, I always tell the parents that um, their children may have diarrhea, and if they do, don't be alarmed. It's probably because they swallowed some pool water. Our pools are nice and pretty, and they're they're clean, but, you know, a a normal body of water that sits in your backyard is not clean. Um, it 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 would be stagnant. It would grow things, but our pools move and circulate and and we put chemicals in them, so therefore, <laughs> they, um, they're nice and pretty. So we, we don't want to drink the water. Um, we don't want the kids to drink the water. There's chemicals in the water. Avoid the chemicals. Avoid drinking the pool water. Um, if you do, that could happen. 
Um, on that note, there's recreational water illnesses. If you are not familiar with recreational water illnesses, get familiar with the cdc.gov's website. Um, go under cdc.gov healthy swimming or healthy water, healthy swimming materials. They have great educational flyers. I've loved these for years. Remember, I've been in aquatics for years. So they have really, really cool things like uh, don't swallow the pool water. Um, they've got pictures like crypto and swimming don't mix. If you don't know what crypto is, the CDC will tell you. Diarrhea and swimming don't mix. Pee and swimming don't mix. Keep the pee out of the pool. Uh, check out healthy um, and safe swimming. They've got swimming habits on there. But they, they list all the recreational Recreational is um, all, all the rec the recreational water illnesses that you can get. Um, usually we get them because people go swimming with diarrhea and then we drink the water and then we get sick. So th that would be a bad thing. So um, check that out. I'm not gonna, I told you guys from the beginning, I'm not reinventing the wheel here. I'm gonna point you on the direction to where the good information is. So on the CDC's website, there's a whole bunch of information about pool chemical safety, store pool chemicals safely. Um, so it's going to tell you all that good stuff as to where you could, where you should keep your stuff. And that, that is what I want you guys to do. Um, next, uh, I'm going to share with you a nice little story, um, about poop. Um, because who doesn't love a good story about poop? So I was I was at the pool, and I'm a mom, and I have two boys. And for the safety of my boys, I won't tell you which boy. So I had a boy, and uh, you know we were potty training. I know this because he was under the age of three. So most states have a rule that if you're under the age of three, you have to wear a swim diaper or a plastic pant. And if you didn't know this, I'm sure your state has this rule, and you should follow it because we don't want recreational water illnesses and we don't want poop or fecal matter in the water. So he said he had to go potty and I was walking up the stairs and we were going to go to the bathroom and, and use the facilities and we're on the stairs and we don't, we don't make it out of the pool. So um, we now have fecal matter all over the steps and I look up at my boss and um, I'm, I'm very sorry and obviously very embarrassed and I said if uh, you can clean this up referring to the pool I would clean this up referring to my child so I lift him up out of the water and run with him dripping sorry I walk quickly because we don't run on the pool deck to the facilities where I now have to hose him down in the bathroom which is nice because there's a handicap stall with a handicap shower and I get to rinse him off um and it, it, it was nothing solid. So if you're not familiar with how to treat a pool, um, my boss got to shock the pool. And luckily it was like five or 10 minutes to closing. So we, uh, we were closed for the day anyway. And if this happens at your home or backyard pool, you definitely want to treat your water. That's the whole point of the story. Um, you want to treat your pool and uh, take care of it the proper way so that your family does not get a recreational water illness and then the whole family is sick from your fecal incident because that would be an unpleasant experience or an unfun 
summer. We definitely want to avoid those types of um, incidences if we can. Those are not pleasant at all. Um, So next on our topics is water safety. Um, Is a water safety post. So this is kind of like an absolute absolute thing that's gone now. Um, I'm going to put it up and let you guys see what it is. But basically, it's a post that you make and you can put a throw bag on it or um, a throw rope or you can make a heaving jug. We always do this activity and I think it's really nice. So what happens if is if you have a waterfront or a swimming hole or a place where kids go swimming, you kind of make a safety station. So you might want to put a life jacket there or a ring buoy or a throw rope or a throw bag um, so that if someone's in trouble in the water, you can run to this safety post and grab the um the equipment that you need and toss it out to the person in trouble in the water and then they can get it and then you got it and then they're all safe and that's that's what we like to do and then they come back and then then you've you've saved somebody and it's exciting so um that's a cool activity that I like to do with the kids um so if you have a place in your town where people have unfortunate events occur you could make a a life jacket tree i've seen communities do that you make a safety post i'm going to post that up um i like the safety post idea but um back on back on track um we've got reach and throw don't go that one's my favorite so um reach and throw don't go is one of the american red cross whales longfellow whales tales lessons and we talk about reaching and throwing don't go so if you're going to get in trouble we don't go we do not get in the water and swim out to the person we find an item that we can use to extend our reach maybe it's a beach towel maybe it's an oar maybe it's a pool noodle maybe it's a tree branch and we reach or maybe it's something we can throw like a ring buoy or maybe it's a a life jacket attached to a string or maybe it's a, um, you know, a cooler with a rope on it. Anything that we can throw out to the person in trouble in the water and then pull them in to safety. So that is your emergency action plan. Who's doing what? I, I, the person that identified the problem, am going to reach or throw to the person in trouble in the water. That is how I am making a difference. And then, and then the next topic is an actual drowning and this is what we do for drownings that happen in the water so if there's a drowning in the water what we want to do is we're going to not reinvent the wheel but there are two things that already exist um one the american red cross has the circle of drowning prevention which is very similar to what we've been talking about the last few weeks um the circle of drowning prevention is the American Red Cross's method as to how we're going to save somebody who's in trouble in the water. Um, and that's that you're, you're going to have, a, you're going to stay within arm's length of the child. You're going to have a fence around the pool. You're going to, you're going to swim where a lifeguard is or in a supervised area. You're going to put life jackets on a non-swimmer. Um, and you're going to learn to swim. Those are Layers of protection that we would use to prevent a drowning. So we're going to plan ahead in the event that that those are um, not put in place or that those are um, 
challenged, then there's the chain of drowning survival. So a person who is drowning has the best chance of survival if these steps are followed. So first you have to recognize that the drowning has occurred. So they're going to wave, hey, help me, which as we've discussed in previous segments, that does not always occur. A drowning is silent. It happens quickly. They don't say, hey, help me. However, a distressed swimmer can call out for help. So if they have a cramp, um, if they've gone too far, they can say, hey, help me, and you can help them. So you're, you're going you're gonna to help them. Um, maybe they didn't intend to go swimming. Maybe they bumped into the pool and it's cold and they're calling out for help. So, um, you know, you've identified that there's a situation and then you're going to throw something to them. So you're going to toss them a ring buoy or a a throw rope or um, a heaving jug that you made. Then you're going to make a call to 911, not before you make the rescue, but after you've brought them to the side of the pool. And then if needed, you're going to perform CPR. And then um, if you guys find this, the American Red Cross Chain of of Drowning Survival, they have a little um, cardiac EKG um, squiggly line. That squiggly line is representing um, a shock um, if you have an AED or defibrillator. So if you're at a facility that has an AED or defibrillator, you can give them a shock. If not, you know, the squad would arrive because you called 911 and they would give a shock. So... There's a lot going on in this in this segment. Um, one, I want you to know that emergency action plans are not just for the person drowned. What do I do now? Um, in the last episode, I talked about why CPR is so essential um, and it's important in the drowning process. Um, so yes, if someone has taken in water and you find them in the pool, we want to give them CPR. But there are other things that could happen at the pool, such as chemicals or such as they 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 bump their head and now they have a, a head, neck or back injury. So with all that being said, I am here for you for um, home, home, not pool, not not at your facility, but in your home where you guys are concerned that you don't know how to properly save your your own people um i i don't want that to be your summer so i am here to help you with that if you want my help um i will help you make an emergency action plan for your home um however there are people already out there that will help you so i have a good friend his name is wesley king and he has a business it is called Um, I think he calls it Wesley King or Wesley King Consulting. Um, I do know that the website is wesleykingco.com. And on his, um, he has maps for emergency action plans. He has presentations. He will also do a free intro call. Um, On his website, he has links and he has manuals and he has um, how to create an emergency action plan and checklist. So if you guys go, to his website, um, wesleykingco.com. All of that stuff is there. And his business name is Wesley King Consulting. He is an aquatics safety um, person and services, aquatic safety services. And you can get information there. 
but he's not the only one. Um, there is another company out there and I'm going to tell you who they are. Um, there's a company called Aquatic Vibe, Aquatics Vibe. And I asked them if they had, um, emergency action plans. So, um, they have emergency action plans. They, they make them, um, they have, they have examples that you can see. Um, and then they have a course that you can take. So they've got, um, they have a course for parents. There's, um, I'm going to post this on my Facebook page and my website. It's called Alive Solutions, Alive Water Smart Parents. So you guys can take that course. Um, Alive Aquatic Vibes by Alive Solutions. So those are two other companies that do this stuff as well. But I will help you write some stuff. I was looking all over because I don't like to reinvent the wheel here. I was looking for something that you guys could put up because I'm from the aquatic industry and for from a lifeguard standpoint, all over the place, they have emergency action plans for a person that has a spinal injury. They have emergency action plans for um, if if somebody needs to enter the water to make a rescue and they have emergency action plans for someone who needs to enter the water and make a rescue where we have to remove the person from the water and perform CPR. And I am extremely familiar with those. Um, and I didn't find anything like that for the general public. Um, and that's what I wanted. So I would love to make them. Um, and I would love to help you guys have them so that everybody knows what to do in the event that there is an emergency. Um, the problem is you're not a facility and you don't have two guards guarding. So it's really hard to tell you who does what when there's not always people there. Um, but we can definitely make one if you and I talk about it. And I'd like to help you do that. And maybe after I do a few with you, I'll know, I'll know how to make a generic one so that we can just have them out there for the public so that we can educate you guys and keep you safe because we don't want any drownings. All right. Well, I feel that we have really done a good job with educating you guys. So I like to review if you haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> so um, episode one was our layers of protection. Episode two was water safety. Episode three was the drowning process. Episode four was CPR and why it's essential um, in the drowning process or its role in the drowning process. And then today we talked about emergency action plans. And that was not just what we do if someone's in in the pool and I have to get them out and call 911 and perform CPR, but it was recreational water illnesses and it was fecal contaminations and it was um, all that good stuff. Um, and I hope I've put you guys in the right path so that if you have some questions, you know where to go. Um, I gave you some good resources for some stuff that's already out there. Um, and if, if I'm overlooking some stuff or I'm not sharing, um, please, please email me, navigatingneva at gmail.com. Again, I can make more episodes. We can do live interviews. Um, I want to make sure that we've got all the resources we need. Um, if you want me to help you with your emergency action plan, please reach out, navigatingneva at gmail.com, and we'll get you an 
an emergency action plan so that you've got, you know, your ducks in a row so that everybody knows their role in that emergency and they know what to do. Please have a phone outside at your pool. Um, Please get trained in CPR if you are not already trained in CPR. Again, go right now and learn handsonlycpr.com and learn CPR. Um, But get certified in CPR because for a drowning victim, breasts are essential. Um, And that, my friends, is all for today. This is Navigating Neva with Neva Nicole. Remember to have a happy and safe summer. We want no drownings. Until next time, enjoy your summer.